Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Wow, thank you. And welcome to another episode, another show of Doug and Renee, Married Life. Yes, welcome back. Welcome back. Married Life. Welcome back. Married Life. So this week, y'all. <laughs> I was going to keep going. And I guess you knew I was going to keep going. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So this week, y'all, we're going to talk about relationship goals. We're yes. going to continue that discussion. Mm-hmm. But before we start. Before we start. Even though you may not hear this on October 17th when we record, I want you to blow up our page saying happy birthday. True. No, happy birthday to, I wouldn't finish, to Doug, because it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. And part of relationship goals is learning to celebrate each other's moment. Mm -hmm. And I thank God for you seeing another year of life and going into the next year of your life. And so I celebrate you and I want you all to celebrate him with me by just posting happy birthday on our page, on our IG, on our uh, podcast uh, comment section. Do we have a Facebook account? We do not, but oh, okay. I do. Right. And I posted happy birthday to you and a lot of people did respond. So okay. well, again, can... we learn to celebrate each other and that's mm-hmm. part of having a relationship goal is not being one-sided in the relationship. So today, dear, on this Your Born Day, I celebrate you and I wish you a happy, blessed year and the years to come and many more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, So if they want to wish me happy birthday on your Facebook page, they can do that also. They can do that as well. And I will get the message. I am so appreciative. I uh, turned 52 today and loving it. I had a great day. Thanks to my family coming through in the clutch. Yes. So I'm very appreciative and I'm not a big, I don't want to get on that subject, but thank you. He says he's not a big holiday person, y'all. I was going to say birthday person. Trust me, if you don't celebrate him, it's a big deal. I ain't say, (laughs) but but you don't have to go out and try to find this, that, or the other. That's what I mean. No, I'm not. I'm not very particular when it comes to to that. And and part of relationship goals is understanding your spouse and what they like and don't like and prefer because honestly as hard as it is for me to just give you what you want Mm -hmm. I do it anyway because Mm -hmm. it's your birthday SCH and SCH straight cash homie oh okay (laughs) (laughs) and for me it kind of takes the fun out of the gift giving but it's not about the the one giving is the one about it's about the one receiving in mm-hmm. this case it is so um 
like S C H. S C H. Thought you was cussing at me. No. I'm like, wait a minute, this is a Christian oh. show. What you doing? No cuss, no cuss, no fuss. <laughs> yeah. So part of relationship goals is understanding your spouse's love language and if they're not a big gift receiver, but they do when you give a gift, they want it to be thoughtful because you know, people say it's the gift that counts. It's the thought behind it. I, I, you know what? As I've gotten older, I appreciate the thought. Oh, now he tells me that. Yeah, as I've gotten older, <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> but, the thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho. Anywho, anywho um, moving right along. Yeah. Part I, three of Relationship Goals. Yeah. So, last week, um, towards the end of the podcast, I think we probably had 10 minutes left in the podcast, somewhere around there. I don't remember the exact time. Mm-hmm. But you talked about um, doing the wrong thing for the right reason. You threw that phrase out there. And um, for those of you who didn't listen to the last podcast, please go back and listen to... Part one and part uh, two? Yeah, well, definitely part two, because I'm going to reference part two Okay. Um, um, of the relationship goals. And that's where I want to pick up from... Or start this podcast if you don't mind. Um, so, what's your motivation behind your relationship goals? What's what's motivating you? And this this podcast, I'm be um, upfront with you. It's probably going to be geared more towards single people, our single listeners, than it would be the, our married folks. But uh, of course, the marriage, the married folks, you can get something out of this as well. And so when it comes to what's your motivation behind your relationship goals and doing the wrong thing for the right reason, I, I just want to start and lay some uh, foundation, uh, Philippians four eighteen through 20. And basically it talks about God will supply all your needs. In the Message Bible, it says it this way. And now I have it all and keep getting more. The gifts you sent with, what's her name? Epra, Epra somebody. You <laughs> went to CBI, Epra somebody. <laughs> Were Ephra, more, Ephroditus. Ephroditus. See, thank you, CBI. Were more than enough, like a sweet smelling sacrifice, roasting on the altar, filling the air with fragrance, pleasing God to no end. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. Our God and Father abounds in glory that just pours out into eternity. Yes, that's the message Bible. And in the King James, it's to sum it all up. But my God shall supply all your needs. Okay, wonderful. Um, You didn't read that in my favorite translation, the Passion Translation. <laughs> just a little, just a little humor for I, those of yeah, you who, like, <laughs> who uh, hear me say that all the time. I'm like, I my, didn't read that in your favorite, favorite translation. My favorite translation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I didn't know I was supposed to read the Passion Translation, but I want to, I want to start off by saying, God behind the scenes. God will supply all your needs. So let's, if we just start from that, from that premise, from that foundation. And so I want to basically surmise to you that you may think, well, let's, let me just go with my notes. God will supply all your needs, right? Okay. 
So I want to go back to the, the book of Genesis because we talked about that in the previous podcast. Genesis is the beginning. And um, Genesis 4, 17 through 18. And I, I got some something coming come along, so just bear with me. Um, I, I need to take my time with this so I can uh, articulate what God has given me. Because sometimes my brain moves faster than my, my mouth. And so I got to slow my brain down so my mouth can catch up. That's, that's seriously, serious. That's real talk. So Genesis 4, 17 through 18, Message Bible. Uh, Cain slept with his wife. She conceived and had Enoch. He then built a city and named it after his son Enoch. Enoch had Irad. Irad had Mahula, Mahuja, had Methuselah. Methuselah had Lamech. And I, that's probably not the correct pronunciation, but uh, you get the gist. But I just want to start with that first sentence in Genesis 4, 17, 18. Cain slept with his wife. So, for those of you who don't know, Adam and Eve had two children, right? Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Cain kills Abel, right? Cain killed his brother. God, his brother Abel, God called him out on his sin. God punished him for his sin. He said, you're going to have to till the land and do all this other stuff. Basically, you're going to have some hard, laborious yeah. days. He did. God said, you're going to do have all of this stuff, like you just said. But God didn't keep punishing Cain for the sin of murdering his brother. He judged him, pronounced his judgment, but that did not stop Cain from getting married. So, again, coming back to doing the wrong thing for the right reason, and what's your motivation behind relationship goals? God will supply all your needs. Even though Cain messed up, killed his brother, God still blessed him with a wife. And so maybe for my single people, and again, we're talking about relationship goals, your motivation. Maybe you're thinking whatever you did in the past will keep you from getting married. Whatever you did, however you did it, who you did it with, I don't know, and it's none of my business. But that's not necessarily true. You just have to take your punishment or judgment and keep it moving. That's not to say you won't ever get married. And so maybe if you're single and you're thinking one of my relationship goals is to get married, but I will never get married because I did this, whatever this is, whatever that was, I just want you to see where God still blessed Cain with a wife. It's in the Bible. And he murdered his brother. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because you know what I'm trying to say. So, I Keep going. Dan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to come back to God will supply all your need. If the need is for you to have a wife, if the need is for you to have a husband, don't take matters into your own hands or your own hands. So don't take, don't try to manipulate the situation to get a wife. Don't try to manipulate the situation to get a husband. God blessed Cain with a wife, even after he did something horrendous. And so I, I can't stress this enough. I've been praying about this and please, hopefully I'm articulating it the best way I, I can, that even though he did something bad, 
he still was blessed with a wife. So don't think, you know, it's not going to happen for me. It will happen for you if you just, if that's the, if that's the need. If there's a need, God let God supply your need. Now, not everybody is going to get married. Not everybody should get married. This is just my opinion. Okay. And I want to just chime in and say, if you go back and listen to our podcast uh, several months ago when we talked about the power of forgiveness, you have to forgive yourself as well. Stop mm-hmm. holding yourself hostage to something that you did before. Um, God will wipe the slate clean and you can move forward. I mean, you still have ramifications and repercussions to the things that you've done in the past because of seed time and harvest. Be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. But you can't hold yourself hostage or, or, have unforgiveness for yourself for the things that you did, thinking, oh, I'll never get married because I was a wretch undone or I was a, a sinner and I, or I slept with so many people or I slept with married people, you know, you know, and you feeling some kind of way thinking that because of that, you can't have a a healthy, thriving marriage. And so as Doug was talking to the singles, I think this is also appropriate for married people who are having challenges in their marriage, thinking that they can't have relationship goals because of something that they did within their marriage, within the confines of their marriage. They're thinking they can't get past it. Mm -hmm. And you can. Um, we always say shameless plug, but it's I have no shame in putting our book out there because it's going to bless so many people, and it has blessed so many people, his story. Her story. God's glory. God's glory. And we always talk about, um, we're very transparent, and in the book, we're very, very transparent about what we have gone through and um, how God continues to get the glory out of our mess, the stuff that we went through. And so we just know that relationship goals, God's way, God's style is possible, whether you're married or you desire to be Mm -hmm. married. Okay. So like Renee was saying, you know, forgive yourself. Um, don't, Don't put up a wall because you are afraid to allow someone in because you feel that you're punishing yourself. You know, it's like, I have walls up, not me personally, but I don't want you to feel like you have to put walls up so no one can get close to you because you just, you're punishing yourself for whatever it it is you may have done. And you're going to have to forgive yourself in order to obtain the relationship goals that you your 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 heart desires, mm-hmm. you know your seek the secret desires you have of your within your heart, your secret prayers you have with God. You probably haven't even told anybody, you know, that you desire to get married. That's just between you and God. To your friends, you probably and your associates and your family, you probably like, ah, I'm never gonna get married. I don't want to get married. You know, you're trying to put up a front for them. So, but the truth of the matter is, in your secret time with the Lord. That's your heart's desire, and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't 
Don't like I, I love the word the phrase you use hostage. You're holding yourself hostage to whatever you did in the past and you have to free yourself, free your mind, um release those things that are holding you back, lay aside every weight. I I don't know where that's at in the Bible, but I know it's in there. Um, and, and open yourself up to receive from God. Yeah. Because when you do that, you're basically telling God, you know, I don't deserve the blessing that you want for me. Um, and God knows what you've done. He knows everything about you mm-hmm. more so than you know about yourself. Yeah. So don't limit your, don't limit God. Yeah. Don't put a, don't put a, a cap on what God can do despite us, because he uses whomever he pleases. Yeah. And Proverbs 18 and 22, you were talking about don't limit God and, you know, God will bless you in 18 and 22 of the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 22, in the NIV version, it says, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. So God I have to be very careful. I want to be careful when I say this. God's desire is for you to have a mate. I'm not saying everybody is going to get married. That's not what I'm saying. But if you allow God to bring the person to you, instead of you trying to manipulate situations and manipulate people, you will have a better a better chance of your marriage surviving and thriving long term than if you try to do it on your own, if you try to go about it your own way. So either you have people who say, I don't want to get married and they put the walls up or people who are trying to manipulate someone to marry them. And that's not going to work long term. Uh, We've said this over and over. You, You want God's results, but you don't want to do it God's way. So manipulation is never, God, God's not manipulating you. He didn't manipulate you to get saved. He's not manipulating you to save, stay, stay saved. He's not manipulating you to worship him. So why do you feel that you have to manipulate someone to marry you? I don't, that, that's not going to work. That's witchcraft. Anytime you try to control somebody or control something or manipulate a situation, that's a form of witchcraft. Sila, look it up. It's in the book. No, it's it's in there. Mm-hmm. It's in there because I was thinking it, but I ain't say it. Mm-hmm. And so you you just you just came out and said it. Our personalities are definitely changing on this podcast. So because uh, <laughs> you you just letting it rip. So another thing I want to talk to um, a singles about when it comes to relationship goals is breaking generational curses because you want. Maybe you've seen in your family, um, your family is dominated by women. You don't see any uncles. You don't see any husbands. All you see are uh, aunts, um, female cousins, and so on and so forth. Like, where all the men at? Or maybe it's, it's the exact opposite in your family. Where you don't see any women. It's like, yeah, I know there's got to be women somewhere in our family because we're all here. And we all were born from a woman. But some kind of way, I don't see any wives. I don't see people staying married. So um, I want to talk to you about breaking generational curses. And I want to go to the book of Ruth. And it's going to be 
interesting, but if you bear with me for a little bit, I'm going to try to make my point and then we'll uh, go for the night for the night. So in Ruth chapter one, verse one through four, amplified version, it says in the days when the judges governed Israel, there was a famine in the land of Canaan and a certain man of Bethlehem of Judah went to temporarily live in the city of Moab with his wife and two sons. That man's name was Elimelech, and his wife's name was Naomi, and two, they had two sons. Um, they were Ephraites, Ephraites from Bethlehem. Ephrodites. Ephrodites, okay. From Bethlehem and Judah, they went to the country of Moab and stayed there. Sometime when we're reading this, we'll just, over, we'll just read over stuff, but I'm going to come back to this. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. So Naomi's husband died. And she was left a widow with her two sons. They took wives from the Moab Moabite women. The name of one was Orpah. Orpah? Orpah. Yeah. And the name of the other other one was Ruth. Mm -hmm. They lived about 10 years. Okay. So then Ruth and Orpah. 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 Their husbands die. Mm -hmm. Right. So Which was Naomi's two sons. Naomi's two sons. So now Naomi is she has Ruth and she has Orpah with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just giving the high level overview. Please read the book of Ruth. So Ruth Naomi says, I'm going back to my land. And they come to a inflection point where Orpah's like, she tells Orpah and Ruth, Y'all go back to Moab, and I'm going back to my land, but uh, Ruth is like, no, wherever you go, I'm going. Your God will be my God, and so on and so forth. So Ruth goes with Naomi. Orpah goes back to Moab. That's important. I want to assert that. Um, so Ruth, when they get to back to Israel or Judah, um, they, uh, they start, they start um, gleaming in this field. And this is all in the book of Ruth. And Boaz, Boaz was her kinsman redeemer kinsman redeemer, excuse me. And Boaz looks upon Ruth and he just falls in love with her. And ultimately they get married. High level overview. But I've heard people, I've heard women say this, especially on radio. um, And I've I've seen it posted. They looking for their Boaz and things like that. Ruth was never looking for a Boaz. Mm -hmm. She was just out there working in the field, doing what she was supposed to be doing, helping her mother-in-law. It never once did Ruth say, oh, I got to get my hair done. I got to put these eyelashes in. Got to get my nails done. I got to get this tucked. I got to push this up. I got to have none of that. She's out in the field working. And God favored her life that Boaz saw her. and For who she really was. Yep. And they wind up getting married. So I want to pause right there because here's where it gets interesting when it talks about breaking generational curses. Moab. Moab. Okay. So where where did Moab, Moabites, where did all these, where, how did the Moabite people come into existence? You got to go back to Genesis. The book of Beginnings, Genesis 19 and 8. 
Lot says, Lot, they're getting ready to, um, the angels have come down. They're getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. They come down. They meet meet with Lot. The angels are like, hey, you better get out of this town. We about to, God's about to blow this place up and so on and so forth. <clears throat> and so Genesis 19, 8 says, look, I have two daughters. This is when the angels have come to his house and the men are trying to rape the angels. This is true story. Read it for yourself. Genesis 19. And so Lot says, hey, I'll give you my my daughters. They've never slept with the man. I'll bring them out to you and you could do with them what you would like. But don't do anything to these men, which was the angels. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-laws who were pledged to marry his daughters. That's important because, again, we're talking generational curses. But he said, hurry up, get out of this place because the Lord's about to destroy the city. But his son-in-laws thought that he was joking. So ultimately, his son-in-laws died. Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot left with his two daughters. Mm -hmm. Now, where the Moabite people come from? Okay. Jump down to verse 31 through 38. They, they leave Sodom and Gomorrah. One day, the older sister said to her other sister, there are no men left anywhere in this entire area, so we can't get married like anyone else. How many times? I can't tell you how many times I've heard a woman say, there are no men out here whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no men. Too. No men. So... Here's what Lot's two sisters, I mean, Lot's two daughters decided to do. They got their father drunk and they raped their father. Mm -hmm. Pretty much that's what they did. They raped their father and they both had children. One was named Moab, his oldest daughter. And as a result, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their own father. When the older daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Moab. That's where the Moabite people came from, from an incestuous relationship between a daughter raping her father because the daughter said there are no men out here breaking generational curses. Now, go back to Ruth. Ruth was a Moabitess. She she fell through that lineage of uh, incestual relationship between a father and daughter. But Ruth did not do what Lot's daughter did. She just went about it the right way. She broke that generational curse of not saying, there are no men anywhere. My husband left me. My husband died because Ruth's husband did die. They were married and then he died. So instead of her doing what previous women in her um, family have done, which is try to get a man at any expense, Ruth was like, no, I'm not doing that. I am not doing what I've seen or what other women in my line or in my family have done. I'm going to do it God's way. So when she left with uh, Naomi, she said, your God is my God. Your people will be my people. And that's, and that's how she was redeemed by Boaz. She did not make the same mistakes that her mother made, her aunt grandmother, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The previous generations have made. So I want to admonish you, encourage you, 
when it comes to relationship goals, breaking generational curses, breaking things. Stop. Don't try to manipulate the situation. Don't try to manipulate other people because I don't read anywhere in the book, anywhere in the Bible where God blessed Lot's two daughters after they took matters in their own hands. I have no, there's not, I believe with everything in me that there were two men out there somewhere in the world (laughs) Mm -hmm. for Lot's daughters to get married to. Just like Cain, even though he messed up and killed his brother, Mm -hmm. God still had a wife for him. For Lot's two daughters, I believe God would have had husbands for them if they would have done it God's way instead of trying trying to manipulate and ultimately raping their father. Right. Okay. So what I'm hearing you saying, in order to break generational curses, stop trying to manipulate the the process, stop trying to do it your way and to do it God's way. Yes. Because you you keep repeating the systematic the cycle of previous generations, whether it's um, guys, you think, you know, sleeping with all these women are going to fulfill you. And no, ultimately they're not. And you'll, you'll never get what God wants you to do. Same thing for women. Um, you think if I sleep with this man or do this or that. He'll marry me. Yeah. It, it's not going to happen. And it won't happen. You won't get God's results. You, maybe you'll, you'll get married. But you won't have the best God has for you. So I just wanted to show... Um, in my own personal way, and hopefully you heard my heart because I tried to articulate the best way I could, where in one instance, Cain, he got, he got his wife. God gave him a wife. But on the other instance, Lot's two daughters, they were like, no man out here. And I've heard, and I, I'm going to tell you a story that I, I saw this clip on um, social media, and I wish I do the pastor. And because I would give him all the props. He this was in the church, and he had a woman come up to the pulpit. I guess she had wrote him and said, There are no single men in the church. Mm-hmm. So he had her come up to the pulpit and he had to just stand there. He wasn't embarrassing her, or anything like that. And then he said, I want all the single men to come up to the he had her come up in the pulpit. Okay. But then he said, I want all the single men to come to the pulpit. So they all came to the pulpit and or the altar, I should say. And the altar was full of single men and they ultimately had to come up on the pulpit. And so, you know, the, the young lady, she started getting uh, nervous. He's like, no, I'm not going to embarrass you. I just wanted, you know, to you for you to see. And so after all the men had came to the altar, the single man had single men had come to the altar and up on the pulpit. He said to her, he said, look out. And see all these men. He said, you only need one. (laughs) That's all you need. And so sometimes we think, you know, there are no men out here. You only need one man. You don't need men. You need Mm. a man. (laughs) Gotcha. You need one man. And so he, his point to her was, you know, the men are here, but maybe God is shielding her eyes from seeing them because God is still working on her. Maybe that's why she's not seeing all the single men that because there was a I wish I could knew the, the pastor who did this. There was an altar full of single men 
and they actually came up on the pulpit. That's how many single men were in this church. And she said, there are no single men in the church. You just didn't see them. So if you don't see them, God is dealing with you because he who finds a wife, I'm a firm believer in this. He who finds a wife finds a good thing, right. not he who Which finds means, a husband. Right. Women shouldn't be looking. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. why you don't see the men because you shouldn't be looking for them. Right, right. And, and that goes to podcast our first episode of this. The first relationship you should be working on is your relationship with God. Mm. Once you get that right, and then you work on yourself, then God will open up your eyes and you can see him coming to find you women or vice versa. Then God will show the man, you know, there she is. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the one. Thank you, Renee. God bless your bones. Send me an offering. (laughs) Well, that's all I have. All right. Well, God bless, and we'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.